listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast, the new brand of AM radio. Greetings, everybody, and welcome on the what this first day of spring to yet another episode of the AntsMarching.org podcast. Uh, I am Matt. As always, I'm here with Joe and Jake. Joe, how are you today? Good, good, man. How are you? I'm doing great, thank you. And yourself, Jake? I am doing quite well myself. Thank you very much. A little tired, but that's what happens when you're old. Yeah, this is cool. We are we are taking uh, Periscope by storm right now. We've we've got about triple amount of viewers as uh, usual. I think the anticipation for the beer talk, of course, is what everybody's waiting for. What are you drinking, Joe? Um, I don't have a beer. I have a wine, and I don't know which part of this is the wine. Um, it says Sumas on it. It's 2004 Costello Banfi. I don't know. It just says it has Sangiovese in it, Cab Sav, and Shiraz. So it. Uh, it's going to taste amazing. Spoken like you? a true connoisseur. Sangiovese. I have no idea what, what I'm drinking, <laughs> but it's going to taste great, I know. So. Sangiovese is my favorite uh, wine grape, by the way. So good pick. And uh, Jake, what are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking a, a special one from Cigar City Brewing. This is the Warmer Winter Winter Warmer, a high-gravity Florida winter ale. Um, and it is absolutely bootylicious it's sort of like a thicker uh, tasting beer almost like if you ever had one of those tom hardy ales it's sort of like in that sort of realm um like an english style almost like a barley wine it is pretty damn good so i'm pretty happy right now ah i uh i i took a quick little nap before the podcast tonight and so i had a scramble because i don't have much cold so i went out to the to the garage opened the beer fridge and I found a, gr- a half growler, an unlabeled half growler, uh, and I remember <laughs> last year I filled up a couple of them. I think in pouring this out, I just poured it and drank it. I think this is the 2015 um, release of Dogfish Head 120 minute pale ale. So this is probably a 19 to 20 percent uh, ABV beer. And it's absolutely delicious, just a year old. So I'm very pleased that I went with this gorgeous, gorgeous copper color. So I'm happy, yeah. And I'll probably so be even it, happier it, in half hour. <laughs> it really held that long. Well, you might think a growler is a bad idea, as long as you're not opening it and reclosing it. If you leave it sealed right from the bar, uh, and it's closed fine, it and, and then especially refrigerated, it'll be fine. Uh, I've got a, the 120 from 2014 still in my fridge. Um, that I plan on mixing with their worldwide stout, their Heaven and Hell mix, which is both 20% um, from Dogfish. And I plan on opening that up as soon as I can get together with my buddy. So, wow. uh, yeah, they'll keep. They'll keep. I mean, if I opened it and reclosed it, it would probably be a problem. Right. You basically have about a day once you open a growler or a crowler. Or a crowler, now that you know what one is. Yes. I yeah. know what a crowler is. Yes. <laughs> well, so we've got, uh, we actually got some stuff to talk about tonight. Um, so, this will probably be our shortest podcast ever. You guys want to wrap it up right now? <laughs> I think that's good. On to the questions and out of here. Yes. Okay. Uh, 25th year anniversary of Dave Matthews Band's first concert, which was on the, was that the Ides of March 314? No, the Ides of March is 315. 15. Okay. So Pi Day. Yes. Pi Day. Is, yes. Or, or Ides of March Eve. I Day. So, uh, Joe, tell us a little bit about this. Well, there's not much to know. I mean, it was pretty cool that we, we hit the actual 25th anniversary date now i mean 314 which we didn't know for a while was the actual first show i think we jake could probably give us more info but it was um thought to be um 
at the warehouse, right, Jake? And then it turns out that Stefan found this tape um, in his collection um, from Tracks on 314. Do I have that right, Jake? Yeah, that's that's exactly what happened. For the longest time, actually, um, the, the first show was believed to have been um, the, the traditional date that was said was actually 4-2091. Now, it turns out that Earth Day was actually 4-22, but that's beside the point. But it was supposed to be Earth Day 1991. And Dave Matthews Band did indeed play at a Charlottesville Earth Day festival on 4-2091. And Boyd was actually there as a guest. That was always assumed the first show, the first paid show was always known as occurring on the warehouse, more on that later, on 5-11-91. That was a lady named uh, Lydia Condor uh, at her apartment. She had a kind of a party on the roof and they got paid $75 and the band split the money between them. For their big first bucks, big show. bucks, exactly. But no, uh, that's the price said, of one ticket right now. Basically, <laughs> one ticket. <laughs> that kind of puts it in perspective. Um, but yeah, like you said, um, Stefan found the show, and uh, people have been been dying to hear it. They did play a couple of songs from it a number of years ago. I want to say it was 2012, up in Boston. Our good friend Callie had a little gathering before some shows up there it was either 2010 or 2012 i'm sure people can correct me on which one it was but some people did uh, get a chance to hear some of the songs so when you hear that recently there's a couple things that stand out one i mean it's an analog tape and it's a 25 year old analog tape so you know there's only so much you can do to it once you start kind of editing into a tape especially a one track recording like that you're starting to really mess with the master a little bit. So there's not a whole heck of a lot you can do. So you can hear some warbles at the beginning as it starts to play, but it sounded great. And what's kind of amazing. What can I, did you already say, I mean, but you're talking about the recently and maybe, maybe some people don't even really realize this, but the band released it on 314, um, which, um, just came out of nowhere and I don't even think a lot of people even probably know that it's been released so they clearly got the cassette tape from Stefan and I think big props go to Stefan for going through his archive and finding this and keeping it I think in my opinion out of all the members of the band he's probably only one that would probably keep something um I think if it ended up in anybody else's hands I I don't see Dave keeping something around I don't see a lot of the band keeping around Leroy definitely not um so I think it's pretty awesome that Stefan had this and he kept it around and then they gave it in, they put it into the archive and it's just out of nowhere. Who would have thought you would have thought the band would have cashed in on this, you know, released this, you know, and as, you know, all at once and not give away just one of the songs or one, a lot of songs on there, right? How many, how many songs were in that show? Uh, Six or seven, I believe I was just looking at the set list. Yeah. yeah. You're going you're gonna to make me look, but I mean, yeah, I mean, they, they basically played every song they had. I, I know they opened with typical situation, which is, kind of odd um yeah it was uh it was typical best of what's around i'll back you up uh jane warehouse cry freedom and recently a a a, an acoustic set i would take any show of the tour nowadays pretty much (laughs) (laughs) absolutely i mean that's that's about as, as as perfect as you can get um like i was saying about the recently so what's what's kind of amazing about it is that you know a it's their first live performance uh it sounds really, really good. I mean, they sound it together. Yeah, I mean, it does. It, it, it just it sounds amazing. Um, and then there's some subtle differences in it. And I'm not just talking that, that Dave's voice is a little bit higher. Um, 
but you can hear some things, especially at the end of the song. You, you may have noticed that there was like the sort of like, I'm not going to sing it, but like a do do da hey hey outro during done at the end of the song obviously it was an outro that's something that the band tried a little bit in like early 91 even into 92 a little bit um and then that sort of went away so other than that the song pretty much sounded the way it sounds now right i like the end i thought it was pretty cool and i thought the the jam parts of it i guess you'd call it um the instrumental pieces it sounded less baked, you know? It sounds like, oh, you know, they kind of went for a couple more stanzas, a couple more bars, probably, than they would if it was, you know, as refined as being played a lot. Um, they're probably, like, looking at each other when they should cut out of it. But, um, yeah, for, I mean, for being a first performance, sure as heck doesn't sound like a first by performance by any means. No, absolutely not. And it's so new. The band was so new together. Cause this is March, and truly they didn't start practicing together until January. So they'd only been playing together for a couple months. I mean, Dave didn't even know everybody's name. I mean, he called Carter, Carter Buford. I love that. That's how, that tells you how, how early this is when Dave doesn't even have Carter's name. Right. Yeah. And, and he did a little kind of one of those little mind tricks to remember how Leroy spells his name. Cause he said the King Leroy, cause it's L E R O I like in French, the King. So little, little kind of trick he did there. To As in the Grugrux King. Oh, I see what you did there. Ooh. I get that. Um, what was interesting to me was that there was actually something that I was expecting to be in that song that wasn't in the song. And, and that is um, toward kind of the, the middle of the song, toward, toward the end, rather, of the song. There's a, there's a part that goes, walk and talk, we both do quite well, and kissing all the time, sing along with me, all kissing all the time. In kind of later, I was hoping you were really going to sing it. Yeah, don't, don't you all? One of these podcasts, we're going to get you to sing every time you read the lyrics like a uh, some poetry oh. rapist, and and there's it's all monotone. You can't get a come single on, Joe. Sing- we know podcast participants don't sing, a la the Sienna Fight song. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Never going to let it go. I can try it. While can talk, we both do quite well. He's from Alabama, all right. <laughs> But, but in later 91 into early 92, there was actually a line changed in that. It went, and kissing all the time, and instead of it's repeating that kissing all the time, Dave's saying, with growing still to do. So I was expecting to hear that line there, but it wasn't there. He repeated well, was, kissing well, all the time. Weird. So it started with kissing all the time, kissing all the time, and then kissing it's all the time. With um, growing still to do started to transfer in in 91 92 and then in 93 went, went back to kissing all the time kissing all the time no went went back to it in early 92 it was only with growing still to do for a brief, very brief time in late 91 into early 92 interesting so yeah I, you know and, and the song is obviously obviously about um his ex-girlfriend julia gray who he wrote a, a number of songs early on i'll back you up is about her halloween is about her as well which is sort of like the beginning and the end of them so i mean it almost seems like that they were together when this happened are they you know it seemed like with growing still to do made it more hopeful of things we're, we're, we're working on we're working on things yeah as, as the band as the band stood at that point exactly sort of uh yeah sort of a, a microcosm of the way things were so that was to, to me that was interesting that i was expecting that and it wasn't there 
But other than that, as I said, and as we discussed, it, it just was really, really, really good. Well, it's it's one of those um, things that I we've talked about doing some DMB history featurettes on uh, on the podcast, and maybe even looking at individual songs and uh, and talking about their development over 20, 25 years could be something we could explore in the future because this is a perfect example of just that. Seeing how this how how a song. You know the, the the genesis of a song from start to where where it showed up twenty years later. Absolutely, and and by the way, if you have not watched the video as we've been discussing, make sure you head over to to the uh, to YouTube to to the Dave Matthews Band official page, and you'll see it there. It should be the lead video, depending on when you listen to this podcast. Um, but if you actually look at the photo that they have as as the screen of it, you can see that it's actually handwritten the tape. DMB with the date three fourteen ninety one and faded yeah. really out too. Practically exactly. hard to read, you know. And there's a ninety nine point nine nine percent chance that that's uh, Stefan's handwriting on there, who probably wrote that down, you know, after the show or shortly thereafter. Because of course, at the time, you know, he was a sixteen year old kid and he didn't know what the heck he was getting into for the most part, and just as his first live performance, he just wanted to have a keepsake because in case. You know, all this stuff. Over. Right. That was the last performance. Exactly. He could sit back and show his grandkids one day and go, you know what? When I was 16, I was in a band once. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I, know I'm in, I know I'm in U2 now, but I tried to start this band in Virginia. <laughs> exactly. Well, speaking of the video that's posted, um, I'm really excited to talk about this video that everybody's talking about. Everybody well, on Periscope is ask, asking us to get to it. Well, I'm curious about this video, too. I guess it related to that. I mean, it could, could be related, I guess. Do you, first of all, with that, the show, 314-91, um, just real quick, do you guys think it'll ever get released? Yes. Matt? Yes. Okay. And that kind of leads into this video. Could this video be anything about the release or not about the release? So, Matt, tell us about the video. Well, okay. So, this uh, cryptic video showed up on um, the band's well, Facebook page, right? Yes. Yeah, and it's a it's a painting of the where the pink warehouse with the pink warehouse in the background, and a do we do we know what version of recently was playing? It, it's it this is one. Yeah, it is this one. It is that one. So yep. the very first recently um, is playing, and a red van, the style of a van that a up and coming just started band might take from show to show pulls into the into the lot in the foreground as the picture gets taken away and this camera pans back and it's a pink warehouse um jake give us a little background on that pink warehouse for anybody who might not know well that pink warehouse is the pink warehouse it is the warehouse that the song warehouse was named for and that is the location up on that very same roof that you can see in that video is where the dave matthews band played that very first paid show that we discussed earlier so that's it. If you've never been to Charlottesville, um, it's about a block away from the mall. It's 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 actually rather close to Mono Loco, so our, our favorite hangout over there. So if you're in Charlottesville and you head over to Mono Loco, if you park in that kind of open parking lot right behind Mono Loco, it's the pink building that you can see just by spinning around and doing a 360. It's the only pink building around. It's not very big. It's maybe, what do you think, like three three stories, guys, somewhere around there? Yeah, I'd say exactly that. Yeah. Um, and um, it's it's apartments. People live there now to this to this day. Or well, I don't know about right this very second. but uh, last I think I the bottom there. floor has got some businesses, and then the top floor has, I think, got um, apartments. 
exactly. Yeah. So, so why would okay? So well, it, if I, a couple other little refine finer details about the video too. I guess clearly it's been produced, right? This isn't just somebody walking around outside of the warehouse and taking some video of it. There's actually there's some effort here. Yeah, that was well done. Time. Yeah, and um, ah. well done. Um, it's, uh, it's for, for lack, I don't know if these details matter or not, but it's actually the back of the warehouse. I, again, yes. might not matter what, but it's the back of the warehouse, um, along where the railroad tracks are. There's, you might see it in there. There's, there's railroad tracks. You how do you spell, also, how do you spell railroad, uh, railroad tracks? It's with an X. With an X? Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, <laughs> with an X, two X's actually. Um, and, um, you know, also the um the trees they have no leaves on them um and in, in the video the actual live video there's no snow on the ground either so it makes you think hey you know no leaves on the ground and no no snow it makes you think hey this has probably been filmed in the spring aka you know after winter so right about now time frame it could be a very recent video again may not may not matter um and um you know there's some significance with the painting too um I don't know, have you guys seen that painting before or is it new to you guys I had never seen it before. Same. Yeah. So turns out that painting was actually created um, back in 2015, about a year ago. Um, a local artist from Charlottesville, his name's Edward Thomas. Um, he made, he did that painting, and actually, um, there's an original. And the band acquired that original back in 2015 and put it into the DMB archive, which is actually the first time I ever really saw. Um, the band referencing the DMB archive didn't know they were actually buying things and putting stuff in there. Um, mm -hmm. The artist actually has released, you know, um, duplicates of that that, are, that can be purchased. Um, it's actually like 600 bucks, um, but it's a pretty large painting, too. Um, but um, so the painting actually exists and the painting was in DMB's collection of archives. The other thing that's kind of interesting is that van that's in there. Some people posted this on the boards. Um, and I didn't know about this, and I don't know if Jake or Matt, you guys knew about it. Supposedly, there's a rumor that that is the actual uh, van from the band and that they've kept that van parked at the Music Today parking lot all these years. And somebody posted a satellite image, and I'm sorry I'm not giving credit to oh, um, who did this. Somebody posted <laughs> a great. satellite image from Google Maps that shows the parking lot at Music Today, and you can see a maroon, you know, dark red van just sitting kind of actually blocked in. It's not even like a real parking spot. Um, so is that the van actually the true DMB original van that yeah. they brought out and used in the video? You know, before we speculate on that, I want to ask, and Joe, you've just blown your cover as a CIA analyst right now because <laughs> all of this detail. Uh, <laughs> I mean, wow. I mean, really, this is this is conspiracy. This is X-Files type stuff that you're diving into. But it's great. It's clearly, it's it's clearly been produced. There is, I mean, this isn't just like some... You know, whatever. And what's interesting is the band posted it with no comments, no comment. And you post something with no comment, you, you, you something's up. You're, that you, that you, says you, more than saying something itself. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If you just said, hey, you know, remembering this or mm -hmm. blah, 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 or hashtag DMB25. It would have been nothing. Yeah. Yeah, but there was no comment, which is very interesting. And it wasn't just Facebook. I think they posted it also on Instagram. And I and I think it was maybe no comment on Instagram. I'll have to pull it up while we're talking. But, um, you know, that's pretty interesting that there's no comment, too. Well, first off, that's the van. I mean, if it's not the van, then they got a reasonable facsimile of the van. The way it started, <laughs> it sure as hell sounded like 
uh, old piece of junk van that drove everybody around the greater part of the country back in 92 to 94. Right. Um, so I think that was a little wink in the nod to the history of it. I mean, there's a, there's a lot to say. I mean, clearly it was producing clearly, it, you know, it's got a script written to it, a, a, a quite a smart script at that of, of sort of some great imagery painted in there. The van, which paints the band starting and moving on. You have the tracks of the tra- railroad tracks, like tracks, the name of the bar where they used to play. You have the warehouse, which symbolizes so much for the band. Um, that's a pretty smart thing and that's a pretty pretty sharp little wink and a nod to let you know something is up do you so you think so i guess let me ask you matt and and jake do do you guys think that this is something or do you think this is just nothing do either of you guys think that this is just nothing it's it's not nothing that's my that's my guess and i whenever i have an opinion on something i try to take out what i want versus what i think Good, good idea. Right, because they, they are clearly divergent in most cases. Um, so I do think it's something. What about you, Jake? I think it's something, and, and I think it's rather clever, too, um, for them to do something like this, especially, as you said, Joe, with nothing out there, just, just to throw it out there. This isn't like hashtag something. This is just, hey, look at we, what we found, this slickly produced video that's up there showing all of this stuff for you to break down and, and try to figure out what it all means. Exactly. wasn't released on a specific day of any kind. Like, it wasn't released on 314, you know, just completely yeah. and just fades to black. You know what confuses me? The actual warehouse scene. The first show with, with that recently was played on March 14th, 1991 at Trax, right? Right. That doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the warehouse. The pink warehouse. Right. So it's kind of a... Yeah, it's interesting that the music is from the track show, but right. it's showing um, the warehouse. Yeah, but you have to remember that, that, that Trax is not there. Trax is... Oh, the right. The last time I was there was an empty lot. And it probably still is an empty You lot. mean if they showed like that song and a video and a painting with like the new Chick-fil-A where Trax is in the background, it would be more <laughs> like more meaningful? <laughs> It'd be like, oh man, I could use like a spicy right now. That would be so awesome. <laughs> but but so it, it's almost like a um, a collection of oh, DNB's after us. The choppers, choppers here. Yeah, Jake, are they taking off as a, a, a space uh, rocket taking off from Canaveral this weekend or something? There, there's a big sign out that says "Stop referring to the video." <laughs> they're, they're so on. Right Is there a spotlight shining down at you right now? They're right on. Oh my God, we're so busted. <laughs> I would say it's busted stuff. Oh, what I did there. I mean, it's what's crazy is I think there's a lot of theories out there, and we can cover some. I, we asked people for some some guesses, and I, you know, I'm curious your guys' guess too. You know, it can boil down to a lot of stuff. I think we all agree. At least three of us agree that it's. It's not nothing. There's something to this. And there were some responses that people thought that this is just the band being the band. It has nothing. It's just a coincidence. Um, I don't think that's the case either. Um, the fact, there's a lot of responses out there. I think each of the different keys is really kind of important. The fact that it's the warehouse and not tracks like you guys are talking about is kind of interesting, right? If it's going to be the release of the first show, 
yeah, you would do a pic, you would do a picture of tracks or something. Why yes. go film outside a warehouse, right? So that doesn't really seem like it. The other thing is, is if it's related to just the warehouse, like hey, the band's gonna perform at the warehouse or um, they're gonna release a warehouse show. Why go through the trouble of having the painting? You know, why not just show the warehouse and show the the uh, the van? Why bring out a painting? You know, and that's that's what's really strange too. Is like, what's the significance of having the painting in there? Well, because you have it. I mean, really, right? I mean, well, just because you have it, it, why? Why? I mean, you could easily just go down there and film the warehouse and the van. Why go through the trouble of bringing out the painting? Because you have it. I mean, why? but they have a ton of stuff. They could they could show a old an old cassette tape. They could show an old. They could show a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, why? Why the painting? So, so the painting is of the warehouse, correct? It's of the of the backside of the warehouse. It's you know it's it's the scene that they pull away from. I mean the one you know it is a local artist and the band has been very supportive of local artists and you know could be a, a little um, nod to the artist to, and hopefully the artist can sell some more of those paintings um, at six hundred dollars each. But yeah. you know it just seems like there there has to be some significance. I mean right you you just think that, it's that's you what I'm saying. That's what I'm yeah. saying. It's it has it really has nothing to do with the first show. Um, in relation right so why double down on the scene and the painting about the right. pink warehouse right. so so okay so we've got i mean we've got some what's the common what's the common factor in the two things the audio and the video and, and the visual the common factor is charlottesville correct okay yep oh there the common factor is yep charlottesville and old dmb charlottesville not new dmb charlottesville correct warehouse old old touring van so it could mean possibly i mean there's a lot of things it could mean and again try not to get too excited one of the options is maybe they're going to play in charlottesville at some point for their 25th anniversary right that's that's one conclusion one could draw yep a lot of people a lot of people got that um you know do i i mean is that the best thing to come up with or you know to show Charlottesville, yeah. Again, what does the painting have to do with that? You know, and that's the thing. The painting. Maybe I'm going to keep saying that, but what does the painting have to do with old Charlottesville? DMB Museum. I mean, that makes sense. Well, Joe, let let me ask you this, Joe. What do you think the painting has to do with it? (laughs) You know, I think DMB DMB Museum. I mean, that that was the first time I thought of that, by the way, and I just said it out loud. So. Okay, nice. I mean, it fits. And I thought that, too. I actually looked online to see um, – again, this will be my CIA coming out. I looked in, online to see um, if there was any reference to that building being sold. Right. Uh, Good look. And there was not any reference to it. There's still some businesses in there that I that I did How about not this? see that the buildings have – the businesses are moving out or anything like that. Is it possible Corn already owns it? It is very. Possible. I mean, the odds are the answer to that question is yes. It's very possible. It's very possible, but here's the other thing: it's is like we mentioned, the bottom is businesses, but the top is um, tenants, and it is very difficult. You can't just force tenants out. You oh, you, you talk to Donald Trump about that. You absolutely can. <laughs> well, 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 first off, I mean, let's not forget also that that you know anybody could own it, and you know even Dave could own it. I mean, true. To, to anybody, be honest, in the but but. I don't think I don't think that's what it is. And and if you just your best hope is that the video is a tease of something to do with the band performing in Charlottesville. 
Why? Why? Why does that have to be the? Why does that have to be that have to be it? No, I didn't say. I said that has to be your best, your your best hope. I don't think that's what it is. I oh. think that's the thing that you should hope that's what it is. Oh, that's the moonshot. Yeah, that's no, the. Is, I is would say a, a, a museum might be. You know, we've had shows in Charlottesville before. We have this museum would would be something cool. I think. I think it would be cool. It'd be hard to be to be um, sustaining. I would think. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to be a museum. It's just. Do you think the warehouse is going to be? Maybe okay. Forget. Do you think the pink warehouse is going to be somehow enshrined or purchased or repurposed or something DMB related? No. Okay. No, I, yeah. I don't. I, I don't think it has. I think it's just symbolism. That's all. So we also we throw out a museum. We threw out doesn't mean there's shows there. Um, could they play a show at the warehouse? Let's start off with that. Could they play there? Where would the stage be? Absolutely. No. No. Absolutely, they could. Where would the stage be? On the roof. Okay. And, where's and the crowd? Would be on the ground or on the roof with them? On the ground. Oh, I, no I, I way. There's this band. You guys, I, this is way before your time, so you probably never heard of it. There was a band one time. It was called the Beatles, but it didn't spell it like the animal. It spelled it like beat, like a beat of like a drum. And they played the show on the roof once. It was famous. They didn't even announce it. They just showed up and played. So in order for Dave Matthews band to do that, they'd have to have like somebody that had a lot of pull in the area, like somebody like a corn capshaw. And they would have to have the ability to have like a giant parking lot right across from it, just like the one that's right across from the warehouse now. Um, and the ability to kind of block things off, which they could do. There's so, no yeah, way. Right. That parking it lot is going to fit. That parking lot's going to fit a thousand people. The, yeah. It, no, there's no freaking way. On top that of that, we had about that many people at the ants party at Mono Loco, and the fire marshal rolled up and wanted to shut it down. Yeah, we couldn't even let people in for the ants exactly. party. Exactly. And you know, and you know the big difference is the Beatles didn't announce their concert, and you know what? When you two did one, they didn't announce their concert. Oh, because Dave Matthews Band in Charlottesville, Virginia, is going to be able to sneak in a secret show without with nobody knowing. Yeah, right. And the internet. No, all I'm saying is, it, you're saying it would never happen. I said it could happen. You're absolutely it could, wrong. It could happen, yes. But why? T- yeah, you could be man? 35 too, Jake. But we all know it's not happening. It's not true. Yeah, why tease this in advance? <laughs> I'm not teasing. I'm just saying. I'm. Just, all I'm saying is that it is possible. It is. It is not impossible is it improbable of course it's improbable if you were playing a, another show in charlottesville let's say they're playing a festival style or they're playing john paul jones arena um is this how you would tease that with a warehouse painting with the warehouse pink warehouse back the van building, with the van is this how you would tease them coming to charlottesville for that again the painting i know jake's gonna make fun of me for it but why 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 if you're going to tease video of the band coming and playing some shows here, why, why, put, why put a painting in there? I, I think it's, I think it is a, I, now that I think about it, it's probably just a hat tip to 25th anniversary. Um, that's it. That's, that's Oh, you're back. You're, you're full circle to nothing. Yeah. Like hope my hope. I think my hope took off on me. My expectations right. are probably nothing, but the, the, the hope should be, it's a Charlottesville show. The reality should be, it's obviously related to the 25th anniversary. Whatever that 25th anniversary is going to be, the only thing we could assume is it's going to be something, you know, quote unquote special, right? So my I mean, my I'll, I'll I'll now announce what my first thought of it was. My first thought of it was 
that looks like a very appropriate DVD video like opening screen. You know, like when you pop it in and it's got some music and like a little bit of action and that goes to a still shot, you know, and that's where the menu pops up and you kind of move down the menu and pick what you want from there. It's got the pink warehouse in the back. That was my first thought is it seemed like a DVD opening motion. For now, that show or a pink warehouse show or something modern? I, I, I would think DMB 25 related some kind of just like his, just historical content interviews over the years some songs some releases you know just random dnb archive type of content you know documentary style that well, was my first thought i i've sort of changed my mind on this because now that i think about it because because uh, joe as you've mentioned the painting <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> well, wait a minute. How about this? We haven't talked about the fan club uh, named after the the song "The Warehouse." Could this be a nod towards warehouse members for the coming hiatus year after the twenty fifth anniversary? And, and then tying in with Joe's DVD out, you know, idea. Right. Exactly. And but what does that in- have to do with the painting? <laughs> That's exactly it. I mean, it could just be in there to throw us off, it's right? A, it's a Joe's painting series. Right? <laughs> See, the, one, the funny thing about it would be is if the whole thing was just like, hey, Dave actually wants the year off because he wants to paint. And that's why he's painting in there. Hey, J- Jake, you know that thing you've got called a microphone? You can speak into it. It's okay. You don't have to talk away from it. I, I think, yeah, him and uh, him, George Bush just pick up um, pick up painting. Uh, and, yeah, that's, that's the new thing. He, they do a collaboration together. I mean, I will be ultra disappointed in the production and the artistic value of this video if the painting is purely has nothing and they just included it. We just put a painting in there. I will. This is the stupidest video ever. If they just decided, oh to put a pain, if they just decided to put a painting in there and the painting means nothing, I'm I'm uh, garbage. Oh my god! I can't believe I'm hearing this. <laughs> I want the painting to mean something. Why you put it in there if it doesn't mean anything? All right, I'll, I won't talk about the painting anymore. I swear. How about I'm... the fact that the painting's really good and it's the warehouse? It is very good. It is very good. Okay, well then that's kind of what it has to do with it. Okay. <sighs> I promise. I won't talk. I, I promise. I got my rant out. I won't. I won't mention it again. I'm just glad they gave us something to talk about DMB related on these podcasts. Well, I wish it would get give us a little bit more. Figure out what it what it's going to be. I hope they give us another painting next week. No more paintings, jeez, Jake. What's all these paintings? Yeah. So, so some people on Periscope are asking about um, an album cover. To which I say, what album? Yep. Jesus, yeah. Come on. So let me let me run through some of the people that have we, we asked for some comments. We said, what, what do you guys think it is? Let me just run through a couple of them. Um, Matt Levinsky said, reopening of tracks in a new building. Yes, no. no. Okay. No. Um, Pause president um, said they're chosen to live in a van down by the river. Yes. <laughs> L Remix 0710 said the pink warehouse. Yes, it's the pink warehouse. Thanks, L. Um, Jake Adams 41 said just a 25 year anniversary of when it all started video. So he's got what we said. That's where Matt's going. It looks like Jake, you're with Matt. Uh, Jay Hammy Six said something really 25th anniversary question mark. Yeah, probably. Um, K8MC24. Kate said, um, "Is that their epic van with rotten beef and broccoli smell?" Right, Jake. Um, I, I've never been in the van, but oh. I would just. We'll have to ask Michael about smell. that. 
<laughs> um, Boris Fowler thinks it's a Charlottesville show. Um, and Kate41 New York uh, is hoping also for a, t- a 25th anniversary show in Charlottesville. Um, and um, uh, I'll Back You Up thinks it's going to be cover art. So he's given the album a nod. Um, and uh, well, yeah, exactly. What album? Um, uh, M. Bruner 16 thinks it's a gig at the warehouse. So he's over with you, Jake. Um, Brianna, no, I didn't say that. I just said it was possible. We you, we have you down for saying that the band is going to announce well in advance and have everybody trek to Charlottesville to fill up a small parking lot and and watch um, Jake's Pink Warehouse, Warehouse series. Yes, I, but what does that have to do with the painting? And they're going to give out free candy with loud rappers also. And and free paintings. <laughs> Stop with the rapper. Oh. Uh, um. So um, let's see if there's any other good ones here. Um, you know, uh, C-, C. Matthew Salter says, um, I'll be very optimistic and say that it's a new album full of unreleased studio recordings. Is that the moonshot? That's a smoking crack shot. <laughs> <laughs> I-, I hope they have Gandhi guessing on harp. On yeah, I do, I do appreciate the uh, imagination, though. Yes. Um you know, so that, those are those are some of um, you know some of the. Um, oh, I got one more, Joe, that oh, I find yeah. interesting. Uh, uh, Nick 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 Carman, uh, yeah, Nick Carman says uh, they started in a red van. Maybe they will tour that way this year and document it. Maybe this is it. That'd be pretty funny. The oh, band would kill each other living being in that that little van. You know what though? Oh, if it, it, how how many. Um, I don't know how they would gateway it, but let's say they put it on YouTube for a subscription series, like a series, right? Like a, you know, three, four episodes a week, half hour TV show of uh, produced video cut from the van and pre and post show. Would you pay for that? Because I would. Zero. Oh, I'd pay for that. Just from the the van? No, no, no. The van and pre and post show. So a tour documentary, half hour episodes for every show or between every show. Yeah. Um, with a with a van tour, I'd pay for that. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd end up paying for it. I mean, I pay for it that I would send it to you guys. <laughs> you don't do that. You wouldn't do that. No, of course not. Yeah, it's hard to say. I I, I mean, it's not going to happen. But I, that is a funny thought. Yeah, that they that would they would do that. Back yeah. back into I, actually part of the DNB archive um, social media series that we do. Um, there's actually an upcoming photo. Of the band sitting on one of those um, airport shuttles, you know, when you get if you get dropped off, if they uh, um, you know take you out on the tarmac and you get into a van and then they drive you to the terminal, one of those little uh, plane buses, and the but the band is on them and, and they just look like so unhappy <laughs> that they're like crammed together on this airport bus just for the f- you know two minutes to go from the airplane to the airport. They look super unhappy, so I can only imagine what they would look like. Um, being in a that red van again. One more bit of speculation, and this is a, a somber note. Okay, could this be it? Oh, I did think that actually. I did. I did think that. You know, we. This is how we started, and this is how we're going to go out. Yeah. I mean, that, that's. I think that's two different questions. I mean. Could it be it? Well, of course it could be it. They've already announced they're not touring next year. I mean, you can you can pretend to yourself all you want, but you have to be realistic and say yes, it could be it. Right. Um, 
is this a little sly hint to say that it's hit? No. N- no, not at all. I hear there are Just, tickets available in Alabama, though. Did you hear about that? I heard that there are basically nobody's bought a ticket yet. Yeah, so it was that in the social media posts, or I can't remember where I read that. Um, I don't. I mean, that's that's a Alabama see, that's a, has like literally the entire venue. Yeah, but available. see, that's a that's a lot of crap, though. I mean, really, this, when's the show? In three months? I don't know. Months? Probably before other shows that are sold out. But I mean, really, that doesn't mean anything. I mean, be, because people in the warehouse haven't bought the ticket. The, the show is is May twenty fourth. So it's two okay. months away. It's two, that's that's fine. It's perfectly fine. There's, people panicking over tickets and all this stuff need to chill. If you want to go to a show, go to a show. Oh, no, that, I don't think they're panicking. Not they're not going to get tickets. I think we're talking about the fact that the band can't sell a ticket for the Alabama show. Well, what is the what is the twenty fourth? Is that the middle of a week or something? It's a Tuesday. It's a Tuesday. Okay, so I I, I mean I'm not going to make that many plans that far out to go to. Pelham, right outside, you know, Birmingham, for a show on a Tuesday. I'll wait till that week if I'm working and go. I'm not. I'm not meaning me personally. I'm just saying if I were living in the greater, um, in the greater metroplex of Birmingham and everything around it, and say, well, you know what, I, I get some time off. I can get out of work early. I'm gonna go over and grab a ticket to the show. Great, but that's not the point here. The point here is that the band should be able to sell out a, a venue. I think there's some talk that they picked the wrong venue um, near there. Could have picked it at a bit, little bit better spot. But yeah, the the whole upper pavilion has like no seats, no seat spot. It's pretty pretty empty. So I think that's your point, right, Matt? Well, yeah, that was just kind of a side point as of, um, hey, if this is the last year, that's a good show with some availability right there to go see, go see the band. <laughs> that was really the point. Buy, buy a ticket to Pelham because uh, they're out there. Oh, wow. You're doing a little advertising. Yeah, you know, doing my, so doing doing my part. So we dance party there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, so that, I mean, that pretty much wraps up our speculation about um, – about well, the warehouse video, you guys got anything go else? Re- let's all go on the record of what we think it is. And obviously, our opinions can change from this moment, but on the record. And thanks to technology, we can go back and clip this up in a future podcast episode and replay. You know what our predictions but, were. Yeah, when we find out what it is, we'll re-record this section of the podcast, edit Which, it back in, absolutely. post it, and when people go back, we'll be like, "Look, this is exactly what they predicted." Never happened. Yeah, Jake, what are you going to go on record? What's your guess? My guess is my official guess is is that it has to do with something with the twenty fifth anniversary. Oh my gosh! Why I, think it's, I think it's I think it's I think it's a hat tip. Oh, it's I think not, it's a nod. It's not a, it's not a concert. It's not. This is the end, and we're being very coy and telling you this with all this hidden meeting it has nothing to do with the painting. It's just. <laughs> it's just. So it's just it's just for memory's sake. You're saying it doesn't. It's not a DVD. It's not new content. It's not a show. It's just for memory's sake. Is your is your prediction? Precisely. And I realize I started this podcast or this topic by saying I think it's not nothing. (laughs) But I guess maybe talking about it has kind of steered me a little bit, to be honest. So so you're on the record as saying it's it's uh it's it's nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And um, I guess I, right now, I'm going to go with some kind of content 
video content, um, you know, like a DVD or documentary is going to be my pick. Reviewing the past 25 years of the band. So we're all on, we're all on the hook now. That part can never, ever be edited. Right, Matt? I'm going to make it read only right now. Perfect. Uh, so how about a little break right here? We'll come back. We'll do Joe's DMB Vote Series. We'll take the listener questions, and we'll roll on into Sunday night. Ah, we'll be right back. Episode, what are we at? 63 of the AntsMarching.org podcast. Thanks for hanging with us. We've, uh, we've fixed Jake's technical difficulties as much as possible, right? Which are human. Yeah, yeah. ID10T errors all around. Uh, and, and so now it's time it's, for... It's, it's, I, it's more like, you know what? Here, let me go... No, I want a Price is Right style, style bumper for this Joe's Song Series. Like, I want to do that. So <laughs> I'm going to do it. I, I'm going to scour the internet for people who are willing to... Um, make those kind of things up for moderate amounts of money. Like it would bucks. be a waste of money and a waste of a bumper because I have no idea what Joe's song series is. Oh, I can't wait! I can't wait to get that going. If anybody out there is a professional recording artist or something, or you know, aspires to be one, um, hit me up, Matt at AntsMarching.org. Don't, don't, <laughs> he, don't give him your contact information. It's the worst so, thing you could ever do. So last week we hit the mother load, and it's not a good thing. We had uh, Warehouse as the DMB vote song, and there were how many releases, Joe? Officially released, 58, and it's about to be 59. 
Yeah. A lot. Yeah. That's so I can't believe it. I went to the front page of Ants, looked at the poll. Joe put them all up. Every single he's got a fifty-eight option poll on the front page. There is all op. Everything is on there. I'm surprised all the site option. didn't crash. I know it's the longest poll in history. Fifty-eight items to pull on it. Scrolls all the way down the front page. But thank you Great. guys who all voted. Had a good turnout. Um, um, but the, even with good turnout, still the um, the top votes were um, tight. Even with that, just because of how wide it could spread. So yeah, we had a lot. We you know knew it was going to be difficult. You know, and I know Matt, you were surprised by how many fifty-eight, right? I mean, we just did the math. What what did it come out to? Like three out of every four releases contains warehouse. So I went back and I actually did the math. Just so here's some stats, all right? So of the 58 performances of Warehouse, 21 of them have appeared on live tracks, right? So okay. about 36% of them are on live tracks. And of the live tracks, there's 36 live tracks. That means it's been on 58% of the live tracks. Well, I'm confused. You just gave me two percentages for live yep. tracks. Yep. So um, of, all, of the 58 Warehouses... 36% of the time, it's on live tracks. Ah, okay. Okay, of the 58. Now, if we switch the topic to just live tracks, there's 36 live tracks ah. albums. It appears on 58% of So those. 21 live tracks is 58% of the total 36 live tracks that have been played. You got it. Gotcha. Okay. Which may be the more interesting step. So I guess real quick, you know, the breakdown of Warehouse, the 58 released, is, you know— um, 36% were on live tracks, 31% on DMB Live, um, 19% at, at live ats, um, and then there's 3% or 5% on um, warehouse discs and, and you know, some random ones. So, so you're, you're pretty much saying that, in general, for the, for the major release series, you are least likely to see warehouse on a live track release, um, even though it's a better than one in two chance. Well, I haven't got to that yet. I was just talking, you know, between where those 58 fall into. The 58 that are released, where they fall into. What okay. kind of categories. The majority, they fall in, those 58 fall into live tracks. Okay. But yeah, so now if we talk about just overall, yeah. So live tracks, like we mentioned, 21 out of 36 warehouses on, 58%. That's quite a bit. 58%, you're going to get a warehouse on a live tracks. Pretty good, pretty good odds. Um, but you'll be surprised, the one that's the biggest is DMB Live. Eight, you know, um, 18 so, of the 27 DMB Lives have um, warehouse that's on That's two so out of three. Th yeah, two-thirds, yeah, have um, warehouse on it. That's quite quite a bit. Um, it's pretty similar for the live ats, you know, and I just call the live ats, so like those are like Central Park, New York, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's about 65 you know, percent on those. So pretty much up there too. So it is a pretty, it's on nearly majority of the releases. So um, it seems like there's pretty good odds that you're going to get warehouse with the, with the release two and three for the most part. So pretty interesting. We've got a lot of comments on social media about the vote too, right? Um, we did, we did. Um, and I don't know if you guys have a couple, but I ha I have some here. Um, a Phil 125, he, he used a hashtag DNB vote and he said city field. Did you guys have any Matt? Uh, Mark CCC underscore D uh, says central park. Nice. Jake. Is this the part where we're supposed to read everything? Yes. Smooth as okay. ever. All right. Let me get over there. So Floberg uh, also says uh, it was between Central Park and uh, Best of What's Around version one for me. And I went with Central Park. Great sound all around. 
Carter's kit sounds so good throughout the whole show, and Dave nails the vocals. So, Floberg, thank you very much. Great input. Thank you. Um, Erdutch, Where are we? Erdutch, um votes Central Park um, with hashtag DMB vote. Oh, there we are. Kira, Kyra Holiday uh, says, best version of Warehouse Alpine Valley Music Theater, East Troy, Wisconsin, which I believe was a warehouse disc, if I'm not mistaken. Was it not? Or am I thinking of a different show? There's a um, couple. There's two from Alpine. There's there's a there's a um, the best of has the Alpine, and then there's best also of. yes, and then there's um the lot there's a live tracks too. Okay, I was I was close. I was th- I got that backwards. Sorry about that. Uh, Jay Frost seven seven says uh, the intro to the Piedmont Park was amazing, and the live tracks version from Golden Gate with Carlos Santana has uh, was great as well. Hashtag DMV vote. Yeah. And Nick Bove, or Nick Bovey, uh, PXP, says uh, Folsom has an interesting stop-start intro, but Central Park's the quintessential one. Well-mixed and a perfect woo intro. That's a good point. Uh, probably a, a popular one is by C. Philip Banks, who says, Central Park version, love the woo. Quote. Love the woo. Love the woo. And J. Frederick Clark um, says, um, Piedmont Park Warehouse is awesome, especially with the 40 tees before it. And he linked to the, the YouTube video. Thanks, Frederick. Oh, very nice. Yeah, Doug Gold and his handle, God bless this guy, at Gold 41 I love it. Victory! Says, uh, <laughs> yeah. I love the warehouse from live at Piedmont Park. The opening is great, and the whole performance is solid. And Jason uh, Lammer, Lamar Notas Lame 24, the Central Park Warehouse. That is always a go-to listen for new fans of the band, which is probably a very true statement. That's a good um, introduction to the band is to give them the Central Park Live just to kind of give them a taste of what uh, the band is like. So, yeah, mm, good point. Interesting. Good point indeed. Yeah, so we heard a lot of frequent ones in there, and really the results came down to three were in the top in the top tier. And it came down to um, the Central Park concert, which you were just mentioning there, Jake, from 92403 on the Great Lawn. Great concert was one of them. The second one was um, from Alpine Valley um, from 7206, which is actually part of the Best of What's Around series. So, hey, good to see that the Best Around What's Around series actually featured a, a, a song that is being voted in the top here. Yeah. And the last one was um, live at Piedmont Park, 9807. Um, that's, you know, outside of Atlanta, Georgia, for those that aren't familiar with it. Those were the top three. And I guess, Jake, did you have any thoughts on any of those three? Uh, on those three, which one I liked? Or just or outside off? of it. Yeah, or outside. Because uh, my mine would not have been from there. I, I tend to like the 1994 versions. Um, and the one that I liked the most of those was the DMB live performance from the Georgia Theater, which I believe was um, – 10 24 94 i'm not sure i'm not looking at right the second but that is the one of the 1994s i enjoyed the best that's the oh. sound i liked i like yeah. the old intro that's the sign you go for yeah i mean um that did not make the top three as i mentioned but uh that's pretty standard for your picks jake to be outside the top three uh, <laughs> I roll. just like the bracket ah! oh <laughs> jake do you, do you care to, to to in the middle of the podcast do you care to offer up an apology Look, all I have to say is they were all right there. Some last-second changes to the pod, to the picks, rather, just threw everything off. I actually had everything right in the first round and just changed it the last second. So I guess the moral of the story is just stick with your guys. That is exactly what a backpedal sounds like, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. 
Wow. You know what? A, a number of years ago, gave you Butler to the Final Four. Everybody who took him that year won it, so we're still way up lifetime. <laughs> That's always going by lifetime. And we revealed yeah. Cigarette Lit, too. Let's not forget. Yes, this is true. <laughs> so back to Matt's song series. And um, Oof. comes down to those three. Central Park, Best of What's Around, and Piedmont Park. The winner is... Um, the winner squeaking out was the Central Park concert. Going Ooh. to your point, Jake, about being very, a good pick good. to introduce somebody. Well, you know, not really my my point, but uh, that was uh, Mr. Jason uh, Lammer, or whatever he says his last name's point. But he is correct, and it is, and it's a good way to introduce people. And it is a very, very good warehouse. Very. Um, it, it is. It may not have been my pick. It may not have even been my pick for the current versions of it, but that's okay. It's still it's still a very nice performance. Um, do you guys want to hear what the new one is for next week? How many misses did we have this I'd time? I'd like to know what volume nine of Joe's song series is. Yeah, sure. I think it's volume 10. Maybe I'm wrong. Oh, I think you're right. It is volume 10. Um, sorry about that. That's okay. Um, um, how many misses, Jake? How many misses? The number of misses that we will have to listen me, to me go through on this podcast is zero. We didn't Ooh. miss. Wow. We had a hit on the very first first one that rental fee for the ping pong ball machine must be real low this week <laughs> the, yeah the, the, the rental fee is, is based on how many balls i pull out and the poor guy is like darn it darn it got, got 616 or 650 songs in there and who misses darn it um but that comes to this week's um song and this week's song is <sighs> oh Different kind of symbol on that one. Um, it, it is burning down the house. Uh, oh. Got an uh and a ooh. Um, do you guys care to guess how many times that's been released? Twice. No, more than that. No. There's probably, because there was like four releases from 08, and it was probably on three of those. And wasn't put it some on Live Tracks 28? I'm going to say there's four, and I probably have those. I'm probably wrong on the shows, but I'm going to say there's four releases. Very close. There are five releases. Uh, Jake wins at Price is Right. Of course, we would expect that from somebody who's at home every day at noon watching it. <laughs> um, so yeah, wait, five, wait. Yeah. You, you, you guys don't watch it at noon? No. No. We have is these DVR things. Is it on at 11 there? The only time I watch Price is Right is when it's a holiday, Monday off, um, and then it's on. Yeah, I'd watch it at my grandma Fran's during the summer when I was 14. Well, <laughs> just just to sidetrack really quickly, because I haven't, I haven't watched it forever, but when I was at, back in the good old days, two weeks in a row telling ESPN stories, when I was at ESPN doing graphics, I watched Price is Right every single day when I was up doing day graphics on ESPN News. We watched that thing religiously. We all had a plan of how to get on the show and what to do. But now I know yeah. why the subscription fees are so expensive for <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we we watch all watching yeah. every day. Um, the five releases of um, of Burning Down the House was on Live Tracks 15 from Alpine, um, Live Tracks 19, which is also live at Rio. It's got uh-huh. you know, it's got two different versions. Um, two no, different same releases. same version, two different, two different releases. Yeah. yeah, depending on where yeah. you live. And, and by the way, the differences between those is uh, Live Tracks 19 is the entire full show, 
mm-hmm. the Live in Rio, which was only available in South America, actually has two songs cut from it, and one of them, without a doubt, is 41. I do not remember the other one. But There's a trivia question. Warehouse is on Warehouse is on both, and it's pretty interesting. That I listened to the edits between the two, and you can clearly tell in the live and Rio they've edited it so that I think it ends on where on excuse me, um, no, uh, burning down the house. Oh no, I was I think I was looking at listening to Warehouse between those two for last week, and you can tell that they that they edited out the the end of what the Dave speak is. But anyway, um, that's the second version. The third live tracks thirty five from Pittsburgh. And uh, oh, yeah. fourth, yep, fourth is um, the Wrigley Field double play, the box set, um, the, the other night, the first night of Wrigley. It appeared there. And um, the last version, number five, is Live Tracks 32 from Berkeley. Those are the, um, the five oh, with releases. The, with the ladies. Yes, with, that is correct. That's the only one with the ladies. Is this our first uh, performance uh, in your series, Joe? To have a song that is featured with the ladies, I, I can't recall off the top of my head. No, we had. I can't remember the song, but we did have the ladies. Um, can't remember it which long, one. Oh, it was Long Black Veil. It was Long Black Veil. There you go. Yes. Yep, that's good call, yep. Jake. Um, See that that Alzheimer's not in yet. <laughs> <laughs> Defeated you for another day. You can't say you don't have Alzheimer's when you ask a question. That, preempted that you knew what the answer was going to be. Joe, is this like possible you already already have burning down the house up on the site, the poll? I, I it's ready to to make live. Uh, it is all put in there, just needs to be activated. Wow. Matt, I have a question for you, sir. You moaned slightly when you heard that. Are you not a fan of burning down um, the house? You know, I I don't mind I it. Bet, and just so we're clear, I'm talking about the song, not the actual act of burning down the house. <laughs> From one fellow arsonist to another, um, I don't like. He has a different opinion on that. Okay, interesting. It's yeah. fine. It's fine. Um, I just don't find it particularly exciting um, to have a cover. Most, I will say, most covers. I don't care. Like if you ask me what the best live release of money is, I don't care. It's kind of cool to hear it, um, but it's just something that I don't have much interest in diving into. I'd rather go, and I know the song series is not filtering out covers, and that's fair. It's fine, but uh, I'm more excited to hear about true DMB songs and the the best versions of those rather than rather than a cover song that just showed up over the last few years. Okay. That's all. I that's mean, all. Th- that's no. That's that's perfectly fair. That's perfectly honest. Again, but I if you're talking, if you if you are. You're um you're at a bar or whatever, and you run into somebody, and they're a big Talking Heads fan, and and you tell them, oh, DMB's covered "Burning Down the House," and they're like, oh, really? I didn't know that. I'd love to hear it. And wouldn't you want to know what the best one? That's a great point too. To send them. It's a great. uh, However, I mean, I'm 34, and I've never run into a Talking Heads fan at the bar. But I mean, (laughs) when I when I finally do, I'll be ready to rock. They've all been, they've all been in the sauna, huh? <laughs> I, I, I have a uh, I have a very good friend of mine who is a big Tom Petty fan, and I played for him uh, the Dave Matthews Band version of "Don't Laugh at Tom Petty." Tom Petty. No, no, I'm not. I love Tom Petty. Okay, yeah, he's awesome. That that's that documentary everybody needs to watch. It's not on anything, but uh, "Running Down the Dream" is the name of it, which is ironically enough the song that Dave Matthews Band covered by him. Um, I played. For my friend, the big Tom Petty fan, the Dave Matthews Band version of Running Out of Dream, and he was absolutely stunned. He said that is by far the best version 
I've ever heard of another band do a Tom Petty song. Huh. Interesting. I, so, I, um, I'm hoping and he's for... he's not a Dave Matthews Band fan at all. Period. Right. I'm hoping for a Bruce Springsteen cover as I'm seeing The Boss this Thursday. Oh yes, you're hoping that the boss covers DMB. The, oh no, DMB no, covers- I, I, I don't think the DMB could cover the boss. It just doesn't have the same. Like you can't play Hungry Heart. You don't have a piano, things like that. Rosalita. Well, Thunder Road, maybe. I mean, I think I think DMB is talented enough to pull off anything, and and I think that their their run of covers in 2008 and 2013 shows that. I mean, they even run it down a dream. <laughs> they knocked it out of the park. Yeah, uh, somebody on Periscope just said, uh, Hungry Heart would be a good reason to bring Butch Taylor back. I, I agree. STM 712, let's bring Butch back for Hungry Heart. There you go. Let's, let's make Butch great again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so that's my feeling on the on the covers. It's, it's fine. It's just not something that, listen, I, you know, it's it goes back to, you know, covers are part of this band, but a very small piece. There are some really special ones, the maker, things like that. But uh, but it's definitely not a focal point. So they kind of go by the wayside when it comes to my opinion on the Joe Song series. I will I will take a cover as long you know, especially if they mix it up. Um, keep 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 getting new ones coming. If we're not going to get new DMB material, then I'll take new cover material. You mean the new album's not new? Oh, nope. What album? Sorry, I, I, did we not mention that already? <laughs> so we've got uh, listener questions now. We got quite a few again this this week. Thank you, everybody. Again, um, tweet throughout the week. You don't need to wait until podcast day. You know, as soon as you think of a question, you might want to you want us to talk about on the podcast. Hit us up on and Twitter is probably the best the best uh, way to get a hold of us. If you want to email us, if you're into that email thing, podcast at antsmarching.org. So, yes, we got uh, Michael Calvert here with the first question here. At Red Dirt 41 another DMB handle. Very cool, actually, creative. Uh, Ants, what was the strangest place you've ever heard DMB played? Not played live, like over the PA. Uh, this guy's uh, was outside of a gentleman's club. It's Pittsburgh. Two things. <laughs> two things. I think this is Joe's alternative uh, Twitter handle, by the way. One. <laughs> And two, uh, what gentleman's club in Pittsburgh are we talking about here? <laughs> uh, that is a very goodness. random place to hear DMB being played. Yeah, at least it was outside, not inside, right? Um, did he say? Oh, he did say outside. He said outside. Yeah, he, very, he was very specific to say outside. Yeah, I mean, he could have been passing by, right? Yeah, just on a run. Yeah, or out to have a smoke. Right. Or out. <laughs> he doesn't specify. We might want to follow up with you, Michael. Um. Maybe it's an outdoor gentleman's club. <laughs> That's called Aurora <laughs> Avenue in Seattle. <laughs> I, I don't think that means what you think it means. Oof. That's, a, that's a good question. One, Jake? In 1999, I was at um, Magic Kingdom. My uh, wife and I, we were not even, not even married at the time. But your memory is the best in your 50s, apparently. My, my wife and I got off of the um, Buzz Lightyear ride. And as it dumps through the little shop that you have to walk through and then you walk outside, the trumpet group was playing. There's four guys playing trumpets and they're playing this song as they're going along and it's playing. And I'm kind of going, that's weird. That sounds familiar. And my wife starts laughing. Or my future wife starts laughing and she says, do you know what that is? I said, what is that? She goes, that's Halloween. 
and I stopped and I went, oh my God, these guys are playing Halloween. These 70 year old men on the trumpet are freaking playing Halloween at Magic Kingdom. Without a doubt, that's what it was. Yeah, that might trump every story coming up I mean, for sure. That's pretty good. Literally, I was, I was like, okay, that's it. It doesn't, doesn't matter where I could hear it from here on out, but nothing's ever going to top that. That's unless pretty I'm good. At, unless I'm at a topless club in Pittsburgh or something. But other than that, that's, that's, that is it. Speaking of topless clubs in Pittsburgh, Joe, do you have any ideas? <laughs> I don't think I can top that. I know. I don't have a really good one either. I have an indirect answer. I don't know about you. What's that? Well, I, I can't remember, to be quite honest. And, I've, and I remember hearing it in places and thinking, oh, great, cool. But I don't think I've ever heard it in a place that's jarring. Exactly. I will say this. Back in, oh, uh, what? I moved to Seattle in 2009. I did not see the band that year. I think I saw them in 2010. And I was back in, in, you Little, did. in Little Falls, New York. And we were at the Happen Inn. Uh, the all you know the local hangout bar best wings on the planet no kidding, um, and so it was the night it was well the, the Saratoga shows were Friday and Saturday so this must have been Thursday night, and we were at the happening on Thursday night and we basically took over the jukebox we were playing you know uh, probably about an hour to two hours of DMB that's it, and this one girl got all pissed off because we were playing DMB, mm-hmm. and I was all too happy to to defend. The, the local crowd playing DMB on the eve of a DMB show. Play next, play next. It got heated. The bartender had to step in. But suffice to say, uh, you know, I won out. So it cost you fifty dollars in the jukebox. It did. It did. Those but those touch tune things are magical. They really are. <laughs> so the bottom line is upstate central New York, the eve of a DMB show, STFU and allow the DMB to flow out the jukebox, okay? You got a problem with that? That's your problem. And, and 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 I'll go right off of that. My quick story will be quick tip to anybody using touch tunes. I highly recommend a DMB live song for your first pick. You know, I put a couple dollars in, you get a bunch of credits. I, I used to always make the mistake playing a song and that song starts playing and it's over before you're done making your picks and you weren't even able to enjoy it. So if you're the first one at the jukebox, you don't think there's any cue. I highly recommend play a DMB live song. That's, you know, you get your full 10-minute song, 12-minute DMB song. That way you can make your other other picks, still sit down and enjoy them. That's my little tip. That's a pro tip right there. Pro wow. tip. Touch Tunes pro tip. Um, right. I got a question here. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, 518 Foul at Rye Dog, Rye underscore Dog 85 um, says, Hey, Ants Marching, um, do you think Dave and or the band would ever consider doing Howard Stern, or would um, you be interested in hearing it? Hashtag Ants Podcast. Matt, I know you used to be a big Howard Stern fan. I don't know if you are still these days. So I haven't listened to him regularly in about three months. He He's, I don't know, I'm not into it lately. Um, but I have probably listened to Howard for 15 years or so, pretty regularly. Um, I don't think so. It would be it would be more of a get for Howard than it would be for the band. I'll say that. Uh, and at that point, I don't think it matters because Howard has made disparaging comments about the band in the past. I'm not saying the band's sensitive or who cares, right? Let him say what he wants. He's got a radio show. Um, but I, I mean, I don't. Given the fact that it would be bigger for Howard than it would be for Dave, the band itself has no real reason or drive to want to be on Howard Stern and given that Howard hasn't been friendly to them in the past I don't think there's really a point so uh 
No, I don't. Would I be interested to hear it? Hell yes. Howard, without a doubt, is the best interviewer maybe of all time. Certainly nowadays. Greatest interview. Um, and, and and has definitely a challenge for that Hall of Fame spot for best interviewer of all time. And I would love to hear him talk to Dave. But um, quite honestly, it would probably turn into some Bernie Sanders love fest. And, you know, and, and I'm really not interested in hearing that either at the same time. So yep. when Howard gets political, it's not exactly the most informed discussion and uh i think dave would be all too happy to indulge that but um no i I mean it'd be interesting but i don't think it's gonna happen don't think it's gonna happen either you know dave can be very goofy um which i think he would like but um yeah like you said it'll probably get um political jake do you have a question up or do you want me to do one uh of course i have one up i freaking work here my god some people um okay you don't have to comment on that it was a little bit of a joke that's okay um oscar x-ray um who is not his name, Adam Smith, says, do you think the recent live releases uh, from the early days means the return of some early songs? And he hashtagged not only Ant's podcast, but he hashtagged Kind Intentions. you guys remember that one? I do. I, I do as well, and it's a great song. Um, will that ever be played? No. I mean, it's just not. You're not going to hear Kind Intentions. Will the band play some older stuff? I mean, we've talked about this the last couple of podcasts. We're hoping so. We're, we're hoping for, I mean, older is sort of a loosely defined term. So I, I don't know what range that could be, but I think that we're all hoping that the band expands their catalog a little bit this tour. Wouldn't you agree? Agreed. Yeah, I'm hoping it's not just a repeat of the same thing last year. You'd yes. think so, especially with a year off coming up. That you you got to think that uh, all bets are off. There'll be no holds barred. Right. We know they're not going to be working on those old songs in that year off. <laughs> no, I, I would not think right. so. Um, just I don't mean to do back to back, but just because this ties right into it. Uh, J.W. Gallo, Joseph Gallo, uh, specifically asked about some songs, which would be uh, his question was, what are the odds of Break Free Shotgun or uh, The Idea, which means Idea of You on the 2016 tour? Again, you know, it's it's a matter of what you consider to be old. And and this goes into the same other question. Is is there a chance you're going to hear them? I hope so. Right. I mean, that's kind of what we're all looking for. Yep. Let's root for them. But you haven't mentioned a hashtag yet. I, I didn't say it's podcast. Nope. You didn't say oh. free, free Beer. shotgun, oh, free break free. 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 I, did not, I did not say free Dodo. You're right. Oh, my oh, goodness gracious. Free Dodo. free Dodo. Oh, my goodness. For the love of God, free Dodo. Wait I thought you, you forgot see, about it. Wait till you see the shirts coming up. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's, Speaking, that's a tease. Yeah. A bit they tease. are amazing i'm not saying i'm not saying it's the greatest dodo shirt i've ever seen i'm just saying it's the the greatest dodo shirt i've ever seen wow speaking of that um fly the way at fly the way said lily white sessions version original or remastered and he said hashtag ants podcast hashtag free dodo there you go little shout out to free dodo but um do you guys you, you like the, the remaster? Do you know? Um, do you know that version? Yeah, that was actually the version of uh, Big Eyed Fish that we played a couple podcasts ago. The original or the remastered? The remastered, and it does sound great. I will say this: going forward, I probably want to hear the remastered just because it, chances are the sound quality is better, right? I mean, just the way, the fact that it is remastered. However, 
it's I will get chills listening to the original versions of those songs on that release because of their historical relevance. It'll bring me way back to being on the message boards and that leak happening. The right. excitement, the excitement of that, I've never, I've never experienced that in any kind of thing, uh, hobby or whatever I've been into. That was something else. I will remember that for the rest of my life, and that's tied to those original versions, not the remastered. You remember like two hours ago when this podcast started and we talked a little bit about that that very first tape with the recently and how I said you could hear the warble at the beginning and because it's a single track recording, there's not a lot you can do to it. Yeah. Well, there's not there's not a lot you can do to Lily White Sessions. I, I understand that the guy went through and he did some things and he worked very hard on it. But the simple fact of the matter is you have a single track recording of a lot of complex things going on. So there's not a lot you can do other than raise and lower some things um i don't i don't think we're saying that it's significantly better i think we're saying is it is there an improvement at all and is it worth to have that improvement i don't think it's worth it to be honest with you always the contrarian always i i I really don't i really don't i i could pop them both in and i couldn't tell the difference (laughs) between the two of them you're trying to find cassettes right now. I am trying to find all the DVDs I just knocked over because so I just, I just, I mean, this is like, this pisses me off to an extent because this is like uh, when when DVDs advertise that they're up converting something. How do you up convert a file? Yeah, you, you can't, you can't add, you can't add information that's not there. Correct. Truth. So, you can't, you can't take a 64k MP3 and make it sound high fidelity. Correct. So you can't take. And he's even if he was working from the 256s that originally leaked, because originally it was the 256s that everybody worked from, and then it came out to be shin files. Even if you're working from the shin files, it doesn't matter. It's still a single track flat recording. There's only so much you can do. And and even with all the bells and whistles in the world, you really all you're going to do is you're going to mess with the original sound. You're going to take something away from it. And this is what this goes into the loudest wars, um, which we always. This is two weeks in a row. We talked about Dobie again, Dobie Blue on the boards, who's so anti-loudness wars. All you're doing is you're compressing sound when you're doing edits to it. And that you're taking away from what the original is. And that's why I'm sort of anti-remaster. Not against the guy doing his hard work and everything. That's just that's just my opinion. You can still make it sound better, though. I mean, think about an Instagram filter. Well, you take the original sh- picture, which might not be great, and the filter does give it a different look, different you, you accents. You are correct, but you know I'm a little anti Instagram too. All right, that's, that's a bad point. <laughs> but again, yes, does it do some things? Yes, it, it adds it adds it, it adds depth to an extent. But when you add depth, you take away some nuances. That's all. That could be true. Yep, sure. Uh, okay, here's one, and and I hope you can answer this, Jake, because I certainly can't. Uh, <laughs> Tim Esplin at Esplin Tim asked, uh, "Do you know why nothing ever came of the Dave and Jacob Dylan collaboration, The Noughts, and might they revisit it in 2017?" Uh, apparently, it was all for naught. Oh, uh, thank you, good night, everyone. Hang on, let me cross, crumple some more papers. Um, yeah, it's just you know. They announced something they probably should never announced. It, it seems like uh, this question comes up often on the boards, uh, which just deals with tons and tons of not puns. But I don't think there was ever anything really there, and somebody just got really excited and announced something they shouldn't have. Right. Um, so that's that's just kind of my feeling on the way it all shook out. How about this one? Uh, 
Ray at uh, Ray's a freaking contributor, and I butcher his name each time. And this is where Col- Matt's supposed to jump in and say Ray's last name. Colazzo. But Colazzo. What did you do with an accent last time? Colazzo, like uh, you know, the best feel in the state. Thank you, Ray. Um, have your views on stand-up and everyday changed with the benefit of hindsight and the band's evolution? Um, nope. I'd say my views have not changed. Matt? Uh, no, not at all, actually. Uh, and actually, to be honest with you, when I reviewed those first two albums, or those albums the first time, I was probably a little bit more um, excited about them mm-hmm. just because it was flat-out new music. And in, and in hindsight, my opinion kind of dampened. Okay. Where I was a less educated fan the first time I heard before these crowded streets, and I liked it. And as time went on, I loved it. So there's a very different trajectory for the um, how I felt about those albums. Yeah, but I was going to say the same thing. You know, the only way that it would trend is actually worse, and that really comes down to is how bad did I think it was at the time. And I thought it was pretty bad at the time. So um, I don't think it could have. I can't trend any worse is kind of my perspective. Uh, I misread the question because I thought he just kind of meant now. Um, And my opinion now is much more positive than it ever was. Yeah. Okay. Of course, we should have predicted that. Well, the songs live I'm talking about. I'm not talking about going back and listen to the albums. I'm talking about... I mean, especially me. I mean, there there aren't too many bigger everyday haters on the face of the earth than me. But even I will admit that the space between is better. Even freaking so right is better. Um, even to an extent, I did. It's a little better with That's Tim. Right. You'll I mean, you have to tell me at some point how they're better, but I mean, they're they're not well, the same song. Space between sounds totally different to me. Space between when it first came out, I thought was was absolutely atrocious i think it sounds like a totally different song um i think so right has improved it's gotten tighter it's it's better with rashawn in it so um those songs have worked i mean die trying is one of the songs i'm totally sick of but it's still better it's better okay that, that one i live that one i agree has gotten better um I, I don't know if there's anything else off of stand up that i could say has has improved to that but that's probably the standout track from that album, at least the one they play. Right. So I, I, I don't know, but I mean, overall, no, not really. Um, right. Jeff uh, Kusterman, uh, JLK Jr. 34 says uh, at Ants Marching, what is the reasoning that the band doesn't play the last verse in Gray Street anymore? Hashtag Ants Podcast. Isn't it because Jake, you told them not to? It is. It's, it's exactly. I said, you know, Joe said to me that he thought the song would be a little bit tighter. And they were like, Joe of like the, the song series? That Joe? I was like, yeah. <laughs> um, the, the, uh, the truth is that they dropped it before they performed on Conan O'Brien, I believe it was. That's true. For time constraints. They just dropped the verse and that was it. And they never played it again. Um, much to the chagrin of everyone in the world except conan except conan well and the advertisers you you know the the thing about that is that that's what happens you have a certain amount of time to play the song and the song was too long and and this has happened before when when the band played 41 back on letterman uh, when the when the um actual 
release was Tripping Billy's. They decided to play 41. They did a very truncated version of it, and they went to commercial break during the jam. So, you know, you only have so much time. So it made sense to do it. It's just unfortunate that they decided that the, the song sounded better without it, because I think all, all of us liked it better with the other verse. Yep, I would like it, the other verse. Um, CSC at Clyson asks, um, what are the chances of Dave Matthews' band doing stadium shows again? Hashtag Amps Podcast. I'm sorry, because I'm a little older. Is there a number they created less than zero now in percentages? No, is not. That, okay, so it's still at zero percent? That's, that's the lowest? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Unless you're talking about percent change. If you're talking about percent change, then you can have negative percentages. Okay. So if there was a zero percent chance before, could there be like a negative million percent chance now? No, there could only be a zero. I think we should ask Pelham. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, no, it's it's not going to happen, right? I mean, seriously, guys, it's it's not going to happen. Yeah. As as Brad Casacci, our buddy B Rad, says. About the same amount of chance as Joe taking a shower that's less than 30 minutes in length. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Uh-huh. That's about as close as, that's about as solid of a no as you can get. <laughs> and so our last question here uh, by, I hope I pronounced this right, uh, Cicero Poshida, and I like that name, C.I. Posh on Twitter, asks, can you recommend any DMV related books or documentaries? Oh, can I? That's a great question. Can I, can and we've I got a great answer. In my chair, please. Um, the the book that is most famously known is um, "Step Into the Light," and that is by uh, Morgan uh, Delancey, which came out long time ago, probably nineteen ninety eight. Um, she did a re release in two thousand. That is sort of a, a book known as kind of a definitive history of the band but it's 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 kind of old a few years ago uh a girl named nikki van noy wrote a wonderful little book called so much to i'm say. showing it on periscope right now by the way you're looking you're showing that book right now yep excellent that that book you know you know what the beauty of that book is is that it's the fan perspective of the band and it really just it's really 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 good it really just kind of gives you when you read that book you're like man i was there I remember that. It's a that. great book. It, it really, it's really, really nice. Those are two books that, that I that I enjoy a lot. There's a couple others. I actually, as far as I know, I probably have them all. There was a book that um, came out. It was by a guy named Nevin uh, Martell. It was called Music for the People. That came out in about 2000. That's a, that's a nice little book. It's it's a shorter book. It was sort of a competing book with, with the Delancey book that came out around that time. Probably the best book to get, which um, is virtually impossible, as you can read Italian, is by our friend, the late uh, Corsina from um, Confusion over in Italy. She wrote a perspective on the band that is absolutely just tremendous and all-encompassing of all the knowledge with the band. But unfortunately, it's only available in Italian. And uh, if you can read Italian, knock yourself out. If not, sorry. What, what about videos, though, like a, do- a video documentary? Do you have any anything recommendations there? If you can get a hold of our good friend Sam Erickson's documentary, The Road to Big Whiskey, um, which occasionally will pop up on one of the music channels, not MTV. The um, I'm sorry, guys. You know the one I'm talking about, the other one? Well, I didn't even know MTV was a music channel. Well, they're really not. 
Um, gosh, I can't believe I can't think of the name of it. But the, it pops up on there every once in a while. But Sam's documentary on the band, um, recorded in 2009, is just fantastic. Um, it is just from the beginning to the up to that point of producing Big Whiskey. It's really, really, really that good. And, you know, for, for me to say that, I, I hope you guys feel the same, even though that we were cut out of the documentary, that you guys will agree that it was pretty good. We had our we had our say on that, uh, Dave and Tim, at Radio City DVD or Blu-ray, right? Did we? Oh, yeah, we did. They had the we had our own band. chapter on there. That's right. They had the uh, the, the kids, uh, the guys. Uh, had the fan get-togethers. Party. Yeah, they had a fan get-together right there at one of the bars in New York. Um, yeah, that was fun. That, you know what? What's neat about that is that's that's really cool too. That's sort of like in the realm of Nikki's book in that chapter, is because yeah. it's just it's just fans talking about the band, and it's just like that's me, dude. I get that. That's cool. Mm-hmm. You know, that's 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 fun. That's a good one. Good good one, Matt. I like that. That was good. I was I was really excited about that. I mean, I I can go I can go to my grave saying, hey, that band that I loved that me and my buddies all, you know, followed and started a website for. Uh, yeah, they put a DVD out with a chapter named after our website. I mean, that's pretty cool. I thought Even, um, 60 Minutes, um, I think when the, for the last album, they did a little bit of pe- a little piece on them. Um, and they, they started a little, they did a little bit of back history too, which um, I think was nice to see if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, I'm sorry, Joe, are you talking about literally the last album, um, Away From The World? Is that the one? About? I don't know which I, one they did the sixty minutes for. What album? <laughs> <laughs> but what does that have to do with the painting? But really, oh, gosh, <laughs> I really, I really don't. I don't remember that one. I'm sorry. I, oh, really? No, I, I remember. I remember the sixty minutes two special with Charlie Rose, and actually, that's another one um, that's that's fantastic. Charlie Rose did an interview with Dave back in 1999. It was actually recorded either the day of or the day before the listener-supported show from September 11th, 1999. And uh, at the end of the show, Dave sang Stone solo, which was great. So that's a really, really good one, too. So if you get your hands on that Charlie Rose interview from 99 with just Dave, Dave does a little introspective, uh, and, and uh, it's really good. There's a lot, there's a lot on YouTube. You can literally just search DNB documentary, and a lot of them people have uploaded all the ones we're talking about, not not the books, the videos, um, uh, on there, and you can you can check them out. Yes, indeed. Awesome. Well, once again, thank you everybody for for submitting your questions on Twitter with the hashtag Ants Podcast. We love the ideas and the questions you come up with, and we love talking about them. Uh, Joe, do you have anything remaining to shout out before we uh, wrap this episode sixty three up? Um, I don't think so. Appreciate everybody again for uh, the questions. Jake? I'd like to apologize for the uh, helicopters flying overhead. Um, <laughs> the candy it's, wrapper. It's not the, it's not, the door. It's, it's the actually, birds tweeting. It's actually a USB wire that I have in a little plastic bag. But other than that, um, yeah, sorry. Okay. Uh, I want to leave you uh, this week with, uh, again, a thank you for getting us um, so highly ranked and regarded on the iTunes podcast store. We've got over 100 reviews now. They are stellar, five-star average. Thank you so much. And if you are so inclined and haven't left a review yet, please, by all means, do so. We'd love to, uh, to hear your comments and feedback. We really appreciate it. If you love us, tell iTunes. If you don't, tell us, and we will fix it. Um, and also, if you have an iPhone... 
things are good, uh, and you should have a fun tour this year. If you don't have an iPhone, you should get one because you'll have an even better tour that way. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Mm. Mm. Is, is that our own little um, video to uh, look up? A- that is our version of the warehouse video. Pink, pink warehouse video. Joe's going to be making the painting. painting. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thank you everybody again for listening this has been a fantastic uh, night for all of us uh, Ants Podcast 63 in the in the can we'll have it posted in the morning we hope everybody's had a great weekend and we will see you next week good night everybody thanks for listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast Visit AntsMarching.org and be part of the largest DMB community on the internet. Show downloads, tour central, personal show stats and set list game, and so much more. AntsMarching.org, the best stop for all things DMB.